T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And welcome, everybody, to Sports Daily right here on KFH. Jacob Albrock, Paul Savage alongside you on this Friday. Tommy will join us for some picks in just a little bit as we make our way through the end of your work week. Jad Chambers producing for us, 869-1240, always the number for you to call. Paul, how are you this morning? I'm doing really good. Just fantastic. It's a little chilly, and it's going to get cold next week. Hey, Break those long, long johns out, big boy, because next week you're going to need them for sure. Yeah, it's a long john weather. You a long john guy, Paul? No, no. I, I may layer up on cold days with a pair of sweatpants underneath, but long johns, nah. Yeah, I'm a long john guy. I, Are you I'm really? definitely in on long johns. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If it's, it's you can nice and just sneak them in. Okay. Uh, I just pictured that. In the weather. I just pictured It's going to be long john. Yeah. I spit up in usually my mouth put a, a Usually put a pair of pants on over them, but you never know how the day is going to go. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, it's going to be brutally cold. Uh, we'll just hopefully you're in the nice comfort of somewhere warm right now. It's not too bad today. It's going to no. be a pretty nice weekend. Take advantage of it because it's going to get ugly. Well, you know what week. I would do for cold weather? A little hot tea. Hot tea sounds good. Hot tea, hot toddy. I will, I'll, I'll, I'll bring up good. where I'd go get my tea in a little bit. I won't do it right now, but that's what I would do. Hot tea on a cold day is nothing like it. Oh, man, it uh, it does hit the spot. Paul, did you watch Thursday Night Football last night? We can start there today. We have a busy show, as we always do. Coming up, what's on tap? We have Trey Wingo at the top of the hour to talk about the NFL. Uh, Tommy will join us in the next segment. We'll make all our picks. We'll look ahead to a college basketball weekend. Uh, so as we jump right in, Thursday Night Football, a game that we were certainly intrigued by. Uh, San Francisco on their third string quarterback is red hot, and they stay that way. Getting a win over Seattle, 21-13, really crushing the soul of Seattle there in Seattle. Uh, what, what, was, what was your big takeaway? Was this, a, was this a story now about San Francisco, Paul, or about Seattle really kind of falling apart here down the stretch. It's a story of Brock Purdy. And by the way, I said, you know, this is one of those games. You know, under normal circumstances, I may or may, I would have probably tuned in for just a little bit, get get it on Prime Video. And and uh, by the way, Herb, Kirk, uh, Herb Kirkstreet does a really good job. I, I really like him on, on some of the Prime Video um, uh, NFL games that he's been doing. And I think he's doing a really good job. I like him a lot. I'll just say that. But I... 
I probably wouldn't tur- turn on this this particular game and give it a lot of look. See, uh, you know, neither team has anything to me that 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 stands out for my enjoyment for for what I enjoy for who I. But Brock Purdy got me. You, you say, was well, it about Seattle? Is it about the 49ers? No, no. I turned in. I, I turned this show on because I wanted to watch some Brock Purdy. I wanted to get a good feel for the kid. Now. How good a feel can you have? This is the second game as an NFL quarterback. But I'm here to tell you right now, I like him and I like him a lot. That kid is going to be something special. Now, can I say that after two games? Only two games? Yeah, can I say that? Probably, that? We're premature on that, but he's looked good now through his time. 17-26, he's looked efficient. He's doing exactly what they need him to do. And I agree with you, and I thought this yesterday as we talked about it. If Brock Purdy plays, this game to me gets really interesting because the elephant in the room for San Francisco has been and always will be, at least in the you know the, the recent generation of it. Jimmy G, if you think he's good enough or he's not good enough, he's always hurt. And whatever the reason they were ready to move on from Jimmy G when they drafted Trey Lance... It's either they don't believe he's good enough, which is hard for me to believe because he's taken them to a Super Bowl, but more about him constantly missing games. I mean, he misses games all the time. San Francisco wins despite that. Trey Lance, a serious injury. I haven't thought Trey Lance, you know, looked the part just yet, way too early to make a call. But then here comes Brock Purdy. And, you know, we've seen this kind of story before in the NFL. Late pick, gets a chance but is efficient in doing all these things. And and I wondered, too, Brock Purdy, and we asked Trey Wingo about this last week, Paul, had he not, had Iowa State not had such a disappointing year in his senior season? Remember, Iowa State with Brees Hall uh, and Brock Purdy were, what were they, preseason top 10, I think, maybe mm-hmm. at least top 15, and, and really didn't have a good year that year. And we sort of just, you know, Brock Purdy sort of, went from Heisman candidate and sort of just, you know, kind of fell to the back and kind of forgot about him. But we saw him in college have a ton of success. And it's it's hard in San Francisco because no matter who they put at quarterback, they sort of look okay, right? Because they have lots of weapons. It's a good scheme, all these things. But I agree with you. He looks pretty good. And, you know, the longer this goes, the elephant in the room's the quarterback position. It makes you wonder, mm-hmm. is Brock Purdy a real long-term option for San Francisco? Well, at this point, two games in, who am I to say? But, yeah, I'm going to say right. yes. I'm going to say yes. I am saying yes. I'm going to say yes because when you look at him, and I was I was really glad to get a good look at him last night. And Oh, and by the way, Jacob, let's not forget, Brock Purdy was a two-time All-Big 12 quarterback. I mean, in a league with some pretty good quarterbacks. So, Let's not uh, let's not gloss over the fact that he was very very successful uh, in the Big Twelve as well. So, but with that being said, uh, I watched enough Brock Purdy last night, looking at the little things, looking at footwork, looking at where his eyes are looking, and and he's already he he seems so mature and comfortable in his checkdowns and and his carrying out of, of of ball fakes and 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 looking off. DBs and you know just the little things that you look for. Uh, I'm very very impressed. And yes, I'm going to say right now that that 
I think, in fact, I think most 49ers fans, hey, 49ers fans, I don't mean to put words in you. I'm not necessarily a 49er fan, but if I'm putting words in your mouth, call me, straighten me out. It'll be okay. I'm a big boy. I can take it. But I think right now, Brock Purdy's your man. I think Brock Purdy. Uh, I don't care if Jimmy G or anybody else comes in right now. It looks like, to me, Brock Purdy's your man. And I think that's a good thing. I like it. So, okay, 49er fans, here I go. Am I right or wrong? But I'm just I'm just curious, uh, Jacob, uh, what they would think. But, golly, the kid looks so mature over his experience and his age. He's tw- 22, I think, 23, 23, I don't know, whatever it is. But he's he's so young. This kid could be the quarterback of San Francisco for 15 years. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's possible. I, I do think it's possible. Um, I don't well, know if I'm I would call it. Why am I more impressed than you? Why am I Why am No, I so you're not. You're not impre- more impressed. You're not. I, I'm very okay. impressed. And, okay. and, and yesterday we spent a lot of time talking about, you know, the reasons this okay. might be an interesting game, and he's the most interesting piece of it. Because San Francisco's now 10-4. and four. Right. They're on their third-string quarterback. They're winning games despite it. It's why we're all so intrigued by San Francisco. And it's, you know, th- their quarterback situation has just been one big, long, drawn-out storyline. Uh, the the moving up to draft Trey Lance in the first place, which was a non-vote of confidence for Jimmy G. And, and I think that I really do think that has as much to do with all the time he misses as anything else because he does he misses games every year and I think they just are looking to the future but if we're just solely basing you know who's looked better through their first two and a half games Trey Lance or Brock Purdy that's an easy answer it's Brock Purdy yeah that doesn't mean he's a better prospect that doesn't mean anything it just means for two and a half games he's been better than Trey Lance Mm -hmm. but when you know for a lot of teams I think that's, you know, we've made the investment in the young quarterback. We roll that way. And this isn't a decision they've got to make anytime soon or anything. But when you're as good as they are and a Super Bowl contender despite it, it does elevate that storyline. And Brock Purdy's a big part of that now because mm-hmm. of the way he's played through a couple of games. And, you know, credit to him. We like we, we root for Big 12 guys. I think, oh, I think sure. most people around here are rooting for Brock Purdy right now to, to get it done and, and go do his thing. But, you know, he's completing a high percentage of passes. He threw one pick in the in the Miami game when he came in in relief, and he hasn't thrown one since, four touchdowns, and he's been really efficient, which is what they need in that offense, their quarterback, to be. They just kind of, especially now with Christian McCaffrey. And what will be interesting now, Paul, is – if Jimmy Garoppolo is back and ready for the playoffs, but Brock Purdy plays really well down the stretch, what do you do at that point if you're the 49ers? Hmm. That's a very good question. How about this? How about you go out and defend as well as you've been defending so far? Last night, the defense for uh, for the 49ers was outstanding. Great pass rush. And you know I'm a big you know I'm a big believer of pass rush. Pass rush changes trajectories of football games, and. Uh, uh, you know, the Bosa kid is just unbelievable. He's just a machine. I mean, you know, you, you've heard the term motor when, when you say, well, that kid's got a motor. 
and you know that means that the kid goes full speed and he's he's got that little extra in his step. But that's a, that that that's Bosa. That's that's the entire defensive line. And I, I'm so impressed with the defense. And I'll be real truthful, I haven't watched a ton of the 49ers. I mean, you know, I, I see the highlights on ESPN or whatever the case might be and, and you know, the conversations that go on with him and, you know, whatever articles are on ESPN or, or Fox Sports, I, I, I take a look at them and read them. But, man, last night I sat and watched enough, you know, uh, NFL football with the 49ers and the Seahawks to know that um, – Gosh, it could be the 49ers and the Chiefs. And that's not cra- that is not a crazy statement. I don't think you would disagree with that. 49ers and the Chiefs is a real possibility. Well, no, I mean, I definitely think they're good enough to be there. I I, I don't know who it's going to be on either side. Somebody asked me that question last night, and I really don't know. And that's going to make this really fun postseason. <laughs> like, we've, we've spent now the entire year, and we'll go through some more of it again with Trey Wingo at the top of the next hour, but we've spent the entire year really struggling with just sort of a power ranking in the NFL. And, you know, usually there is a team or two that's at the top. I, I don't know that there is because in either conference, I mean, we want to say the chiefs, but the other two teams really in that conversation have both beat the chiefs this year. So right. how do you do that? Right. You right. Know, how do you do that without just, you know, going with what we know the best, which is the Chiefs. Right. Good point. Uh, Good point. And, and and on the NFC side, I mean, I don't know that I, I don't know. We'll see the Eagles and the Cowboys play each other. That will help, I think, sort of navigate it. But then what do you do with San Francisco? And now that you know even their third string quarterback can get it done. Because they look really good. Even with that, they don't they lost Debo Samuel. It you know, at least for the regular season here. They didn't have Debo Samuel. They didn't have their they so Paul, they don't have their quarterback. They don't have their best offensive weapon, at least 1B, if you think Christian McCaffrey's 1A. And they still go out, and they beat a pretty good team in Seattle on right. the road by a little more than a touchdown. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy how well they're playing right now. Well, and, what's and those? If, you're a, if you're a Niners fan, I, you know, I guess you just sit back and say, it doesn't really matter who our quarterback is because we can win with any of them. San Francisco is the most amazing football team we've watched in a long time in the NFL with regards of bouncing back from injuries. Because we all know that, you know, one or two key injuries on any football team in the NFL. And man, it's it's tough. It's tough to go. It's tough to it's tough to win. But I'll tell you right now, of all the teams we've watched over the last decade. This team right here seems to be the most resilient football team that I think I can think of in a long, long time because it doesn't matter who goes down. And you just you just said, look at all these guys. You named them. You named those guys. Who went down? And this team bounces back, and, and it finds somebody on that roster or on that practice squad, or they bring somebody in or somebody else on the team steps up. It's the darndest thing that, that – you get to see in football when teams like this bounce back. And the fact that you have a team that I won't be surprised if or is in the Super Bowl is on its third quarterback and, and, and two running backs. And deep, yeah, Debo Samuel's just, you know, uh, we may get him back one or two games before the end of the regular season. May get, may, may get him back. Probably, I guess they will get him back for the playoffs. But, man, this team is resilient. You don't see many teams take the beating this team has taken with injuries and remain at the high level. Ten and four, Jacob. 
10 and 4 with the injuries that this team has had. That's just that's unbelievable. And part of that's well, yeah, the coaching the, staff. Part of that is the coaching is. staff. Yeah. It is. They're on a seven-game win streak right now, and and they've lost all their players in recent weeks outside of losing Trey Lance early in the year. The the big thing about that is when they win last night, they create the three-game cushion with three games to go, and they don't have to rush anybody back. I mean, that's the thing. Now they're competing for a first-round bye. They're back in, you know, it's somewhat into that conversation. I'm not sure that they can get there because I don't know that I see Philadelphia losing enough games. But it is going to be interesting, and they are going to be the hottest team, most likely going in. And we'll just, you know, we'll see if they can keep doing it. I think that they can. They play really, really good defense. And that's what happens when you play really, really good defense is you can win with your third-string quarterback and without your number one offensive weapon. And that's what they did. Big winners last night. Uh, over Seattle. For Seattle, you know, Paul, I, it's been a nice story this year. I honestly thought they were going to be the, you know, one of, if not the worst team in football this year. Uh, they, you know, they've definitely proved us all wrong in that regard. Right now in the NFC, Seattle would be the last team or the first team out of the playoffs. So it will be interesting. They're two. Well, they're game and a half. I get. Is it? I don't know how the tie works. They're behind the Giants in Washington. One of those teams is going to lose this week. Uh, Tampa is going to get in because their division stinks. We think, although Carolina is still, you know, and Atlanta are still sort of sniffing at their heels. Uh, but Seattle, what? What? Let's let's talk about them real quick before we take our break and make some picks. You know, Seattle is. I can't believe how good they've been. I've always thought that Pete Carroll didn't get enough credit because we talk about Bill Belichick all the time, right? Like we 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 talk about the success he's had and all these things. We talk about Andy Reid all the time, rightfully so with those two guys. I'm not sure we do talk about Pete Carroll enough, and I don't know why that is, but it wasn't just the Russell Wilson era. He, you remember he won games and – they made it into the playoffs at 7-9 and nine or whatever, but he's had different quarterbacks. Now with Geno Smith, here they are at 500. We all thought they were going to stink this year. And I know they've struggled lately, but I still can't believe this is a 7-7 and seven team. Does Pete Carroll get enough respect, do you think, as, as one of the all-time great coaches in the NFL? Well, not only that, he also gets a lot of respect as a college football coach. Well, sure. I mean, and that, that, that goes up without saying as well. I mean, he, this is going to be a guy that's going to end up in both the College Football Hall of Fame and the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's going to end up in both of them. And uh, w- with that being said, no, no, he doesn't get enough respect. You know, and part of it, though, is Jacob, and, and you, you understand this. I know you do, and that is – well, gosh, look at the quarterback he had. I mean, you know, Pete Carroll's had a lot of success because he had Russell Wilson, for guys' sakes. I mean, look at all the games that Russell Wilson won for Pete Carroll. Well, okay, okay, I, I get that, and I understand that. But, uh, listen, Pete Carroll has a lot to do with that, with game planning and, and, and developing uh, Russell Wilson and having him all those years and putting in into a, a package uh, what's been best for that team and for Russell Wilson. So it's hand-in-hand, hand, but no. No, you're probably right because it's going to be Andy Reid conversation. It's going to be Belichick conversation. It's going to be those two guys. Those are those are the creme de la creme. Those are the guys in the top five, right? Those are the two guys in the top five all-time winningest coaches, and they mention them along with Paul Brown, and they mention them along with, 
with Tom Landry, and they mentioned him along with who, who am I forgetting? But uh, whoever else is in that is in that grouping um, with regards to how many NFL wins uh, uh, people have, and 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 both Andy Reid and uh, Belichick are are in the top five. That's who gets the conversation. Not Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll deserves it, but he doesn't get it. Part of that is. Well, he had such a good quarterback for so many, so many years. You know, anybody can win in the well, anybody can win in the NFL if you got a great quarterback. But, uh, but that's uh, that's not what I'm trying to say. But, but you get the point. Sure, yeah, I do. Yeah, sure, but sure, people, people yeah, I, I, have, I, I, have I overlooked Pete Carroll. You're exactly right. I, I think so, and I, it may be playing in Seattle has something to do with it. All right, well, we're talking NFL. Well, let's let's get Earl in here. Uh, great Chiefs <clears throat> fan, Earl. What's on your mind this morning? I will, excuse me, I will be very quick. I know you're going to break. First, Pete Carroll doesn't get as much credit because he snuck out of USC like a sneak thief in the middle of the night and left the university holding the bag. You know, Reggie Bush had his Heisman taken from him. Pete just got away and got a big fat contract. And then when you tried to throw the ball on the one-yard line with Lynch in your backfield during a Super Bowl, that leaves a mark on you, too. Uh, and part two, when you were talking about injuries and phenomenal, Paul, we got to have a little longer-term memory here. Last year, the Tennessee Titans had the most historic injuries in the history of a football team, and they were the number one seed in the AFC last year. Uh, so uh, it's, good not, it's not unprecedented. No. And I'll just remind you, the Chiefs put up 42 on San Francisco, uh-huh. and they had McCaffrey that day. So, I mean, you know, I know we we're going to throw some roses and balloons and everything else, but <laughs> Seattle has lost two in a row, and they didn't – I mean, that team was not looking really good last night at right. all. And besides a little, you know, incredible hit, defense caused the fumble, scoop and almost score. I mean, and those kind of plays make a difference. Well, so they do. San yeah. Francisco is a is a very fine football team, but what they're they're not inventing fire here with what they're doing. No, no, they, they just really aren't. So you know, and you know, there's there's been some pretty good teams that have uh, gone to the Super Bowl with some backup quarterbacks right. that have done pretty pretty well. Nick Foles comes to mind. Mm-hmm. And I think Jeff Rutledge did pretty well, you know, with Bill Parcells to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I, you know, who would have thought Jeff Rutledge would do it? So they're not inventing fire, but, you know, they're a good playing team, and they do well. And so, you know, I, I hope they beat the Cowboys, you know, in the playoffs. But, you know, the Tennessee Easy, Titans Earl. went on this kind of run, too. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know what? Hey, Nothing better than a Chiefs win and a Cowboys loss on a Sunday. Two things, Make Earl. I appreciate this. Guy. I, I, two things. I, I appreciate Christmas, the scoop and score uh, play that you were talking about. And the other thing is Reggie Bush is going to get his Heisman. So there you go. What do you think of that? Yeah. I, well, look, he, he got so, I mean, come on, Earl. You, you, that that I, that USC we're just talking a little unfair. I get it. I get that point, Earl, but we're just talking unfair? as an NFL head coach. We're just talking as an NFL head coach. His well, his yeah, level of success again, has been tremendous. On the, on the one, yeah, but on the one yard line, he lost the game and lost his team at that point. Everybody exited then. So typically, great NFL coaches don't lose their team, especially in a Super Bowl. And the following years and years that have gone after that, that still leaves a pretty good mark on that organization and team. So, just something to consider. You know. All right. Well, that's a good point. You, 
I'm go- one one point that I do want to hit on from Earl, and Earl, we appreciate it. Is the strength of schedule? You know, the Miami win is, I think, what with when Purdy had to come in is what sort of like jarred us with San Francisco. Like, holy smokes! But their their strength of schedule on that win streak is not tremendous. I will I will agree with Earl there, and it's not going to get tremendous either. They close with Washington, Vegas, and Arizona. I do think they're in the conversation with Philadelphia, Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati. Uh, to win a Super Bowl this year, but they won't really be tested, sort of like the Chiefs. We've talked about that with the Chiefs. we got to talk about it with San Francisco, too. The strength of schedule down the stretch is not very high for them, so we'll see if that has any factor in any of it. We'll pick the rest of the NFL games, or at least some of them, coming up this weekend. We'll get Tommy on the phone as he's traveling, make some picks. Jad's got the receipts, 869-1240. If you want to get in touch with the program today, we're just getting started on a Friday edition of Sports Daily. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. Here we go with some picks. Jad Chambers has the receipts. We got Tommy on the line as we make through uh, some of our picks headed into the weekend. Jad, before we get into this, how did last week go? Uh, last week was interesting. Uh, well, you liked it. Uh, you won the week, Jacob. Uh, you were... Oh, I did? Yes, oh, of course oh, you did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Well, that's good. Gosh. That's nice. Yeah, Jacob, you that's were... nice, everybody. You were four and three on the week, so... Stellar performance there, uh, but so. nobody else had a winning week. Tommy was uh, two and five, Paul three and four. So uh, that's how that all shook out. So still, Paul has a fairly commanding lead. I won't say it's inevitable at this point, but you guys are going to have to work pretty hard to catch up. Yeah, there you yeah, go. I don't know that we can catch Paul's overall lead. I'm still chasing Tommy by a couple of games, it looks like. All right, so uh, we get into this. Uh, Tommy, I hope vacation's going well. We'll let you go first here as we get started. And we'll start with the Colts and the Vikings. The Vikings, four-point favorites at home. They uh, they didn't look good last week. We haven't seen the Colts in a while, but the last time we did see them, they didn't look good either. What do you think here, Tommy? Well, look, uh, you know, the, the Vikings have played bad the last couple of weeks, right? But I picked them at the very beginning of the season to not only win their division, but I thought they could even win the NFC. And I'm, I'm pot committed at this point with the Vikings. The Colts are not good either, right? And they've struggled in the last, well, basically the entire season. I think this is the week. I don't feel super confident about it, but I think this is the week that the Vikings bounce back. I think they win and I'll lay the points. 
Yeah, I'll agree with you. It's interesting because we know they have Jonathan Taylor in these things. The Vikings' big fatal flaw has been their pass defense, and I'm just not sure the Colts are equipped right now with Matt Ryan to truly exploit that. Um, so I'll take the Vikings and lay the points as well at home. They got to show us something here, and they know that too. Paul, what do you think? I don't like either one of these teams right now. I, I, I just uh, this is this is a horrible game to pick because they're two terrible teams at this point. But there's more upside with the Vikings. The Colts are a disaster at this point. Uh, so I'm going to join you guys as much as I want the island of the Colts. I don't believe that's a very good island to be on. I'm going to go ahead and take the Vikings as well. Hey, you know, Paul. You know, Paul. That's a very that's a very conservative pick from somebody that is leading the way that he is right now. I'm changing my mind. Can I change? Can I go over to the Colts? I'm taking the Colts. Yeah, no, we'll we'll let you do that. Okay, I've got the Colts. Sure, sure. Did I just get baited? Uh, Yes. Yeah, I think I think you took it too. Hook, line, and sinker. All right, Paul. You can start this one so that we don't trick you this time. Ravens at Browns. Browns minus three here, Paul. What do you think? Well, once again, I don't have a lot of confidence in either one of these teams at this point. I, th- I think right now, uh, based upon where both these teams are at, at, at this time of the season, I think I'm going to go ahead and take the Browns. And I think the main reason I'm going to do that is because uh, the, the minus three is, is of a concern. I wish it was more if I'm going to take the Browns. But the game is at home. Uh, weather could be a factor on on this particular game. You know it's going to be cold, so I, I guess I guess reluctantly I will take the Browns, but it's a reluctant pick. Uh, Tommy, did yeah, anybody here to go even, different than Paul? Yeah, did, did anybody think that Deshaun Watson would actually come in after his long suspension and actually play well? I mean, he's been off the football field for a long time. He hasn't played well the first couple of games. And I know that the Ravens have struggled at times. They're missing Lamar Jackson. They're wounded. But I think there's more here for the Ravens. There's more at stake for them. And the fact that they're getting points, give me Baltimore, and I'll take the points. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this one's tough. They're all tough in the NFL. Um, You know, both teams dealing with some injuries at this point. I think I'm going to take the Browns here at home. Because it, you know, Baltimore just has a ton of injuries. We'll see. I don't like either side of it. But I don't really have a good reason other than they're at home. So I'll take the Browns minus three. All right, Dolphins Bills. I'll start us off here. Bills laying a touchdown to the Dolphins. Talk about another just really tough game, but one of the real headline games of the week here. Boy, Miami looked flat for really the first time last week. They beat Buffalo the first meeting. I do think Buffalo will win. It gets into that seven points that that's where this thing is just kind of sticking in my craw a little bit. Um, I, I think it's too many points. I think I'm going to take the full touchdown and take Miami here. I don't feel great about it. Paul, what do you think? Well, that's my first inclination, just exactly what you said. It's a lot of points with a team that's, that's pretty good. But then you start to consider again, once again, weather's going to come into play on this thing, and you've just been practicing on – on the beaches of Miami with the palm trees flowing and the women running around in bikinis. Uh, and I think that when you look at, at what this weather could be this weekend in Buffalo, the seven, seven points is a worrisome thing. It didn't work out very well for me last week, I can tell you that. I took the bills and I gave the points and I took the loss. But yeah, I d- think 
I think the I think the Bills, I think the Bills at home will 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 cover. If this game was being played in Miami, I would take the Dolphins, but I'm going to take it because it's at the Bills. And nine inches, I think, this morning is what I saw, Tommy, yeah. on that lake effect snow there. What do you think, Tommy? Where are you going with this one? Well, I got distracted for a minute because Paul's out here talking about women in bikinis on the beach in Miami, and I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, but but that, that being said, uh, look, I, I'm going to side with Paul on this one. Uh, this is less about the Bills playing well. And regardless of the weather, it's more about fading the Vikings because, yeah, last week they looked really poor. And even the week before didn't look great. And so because of that, I don't feel like the Dolphins uh, are as real as maybe we thought they were. We had them up in that top tier with Kansas City and Buffalo in the AFC. They faded since then. I'm going to fade them. I'll take Buffalo and I'll lay the points. All right, Paul, you can start us off here. Eagles and Bears, nine points. The Eagles have been covering big numbers. You think they can do it again on the road facing Chicago? Why not? I'm I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to go ahead and give the points. Uh, The Bears are are not that good, but the but the Eagles. I've bought in. I started buying in a little more just last week. I'm a little late to the party, Tommy. I'm a little late, but I have arrived. I'm now here. I'm here at the party. And I'm enjoying the party. I'm going to take the Eagles. You agree, Tommy? Yeah, I do. And then this is a uh, an opportunity for a massive statement for Philadelphia. Uh, and, and we've talked about it before. They've had to prove themselves over and over and over again this season. Uh, but the big question is going to be we've seen Philadelphia struggle in stopping the run this season. And that's what Chicago does. And so I think that because Philadelphia is rounding into playoff form, this is a great chance for them to show that they can stop the run and that they can have that complete defense and that overall complete team as they make their way and potentially be the favorites in the NFC. I'll take the Eagles and I'll lay the points. Uh, I'm going to make this one our first sweep. I, I, I can't take the Bears in good faith. I like the over in this game, honestly. Um, I think the over is a is a pretty good play this week. But but on the line, nine points is a lot, especially when you're on the road. But I can't I can't do anything with the Bears. I, I'm going to take the Eagles too. I think outside of you know Justin Fields, the Bears on offense right now are struggling to to find guys to find playmakers i got some injuries i'll take the eagles lions jets i'll start us off here i'm gonna keep rolling lions are are getting a point and a half on the road i'll keep rolling with the lions a little bit they're hot they're in the right direction uh point and a half they're trending the right way i'll I'll take the points here and take the lions paul i have a feeling you'll do the same i am going to do the same thing because of of all the mediocre teams that are on the rise in the nfl the lions are the best of the mediocres i'll go ahead and take the lions as well Tommy, what do you think? Well, look, I mean, there's a chance here for a clean sweep. But because I've not had a good few weeks and I'm the last one to pick, I think I'll take that island. I don't hate the Jets. And I do understand the Lions are hot right now and they're in the hunt for a playoff spot. But the Jets aren't out of it either. And I know that the Jets have been looking for playmakers over the last few weeks ever since Brees Hall went out and they moved away from Zach Wilson. That being said, they're at home. Um, I'll take the Jets and I'll lay the points. All right. We go now to the Cowboys and the Jaguars. Tommy, you can start us on this one. The Jags, four-point dogs at home to Dallas. Yeah, how crazy 
has this Jacksonville season been? Early on, you know, after the first three or four weeks, there were conversations about are the Jags for real? And is Trevor Lawrence one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL? I'm on record at the time saying that I thought that he was. Then they went through a period where it wasn't as good for them, but they've since bounced back pretty significantly. In fact, they were able to take down the Titans, who might be one of the more fraudulent teams now in the NFL. That being said, the Cowboys, yeah, they struggled against the Texans. They weren't able to cover the spread against uh, Houston last week at home. They're going on the road to Jacksonville, but their defense is just too good. I'll take the Cowboys, and I'll go ahead and lay the points. Paul, what do you think? Well, I think also, I think a lot of what, what Tommy said is exactly right. But the Cowboys are a pretty good overall team. And I just made a comment that Jad chuckled at. Does that have to do because he's not, Tommy's not doing very well on the picks? Is that, Jad, is that what that chuckle was for? That chuckle was because yeah, I, you've just offered Jacob an island if he goes against the Cowboys. Well, you know something? I'm, Ooh, I like that. Oh, you know something? That is funny. I hadn't really thought of that. But you know something? I don't care what it's about this game. I'm taking the Cowboys. <laughs> Yeah, and I ain't taking a Jaguars island. No, I think the Cowboys have a good chance to bounce back. Um, I was actually pretty. Boo. I was surprised at this line. I thought this. I thought this would be more of a seven to ten point line, honestly. Yeah, and that's a credit know, to Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah. but I'm I'm gonna take the Cowboys. Uh, you know that it's weird things happen in the NFL. Last week was one of those weird things, which is why we didn't like all those points uh, from the to, to give the Texans. But four points is. Four points is within a touchdown, and I like that with the Cowboys and the Jaguars. All right, Chiefs at Texans. Uh, Paul, I believe you're up first here. Texans, home dogs by two touchdowns, getting 14 points at home. What do you think? Have you seen the Texans play lately? They're not very good. They're done with I the season. Them. They're ready I saw to them take Dallas to the wire last week. Well, well, but even at that point, I think that was a, a classic case of the Cowboys looking past a team that's not very good because they aren't very good. Uh, and with that being said, uh, 14 points for a Mahomes is really not a lot. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the Chiefs and gladly lay the 14 points. I would have taken the Chiefs if it was 17 points. Tommy, you agree? You good with the 14? Uh, I've agonized and agonized over this. I'm 1,000% staying away from this game in real life. Um, I, I might find some player props. I might, you know, do a teaser or something like that to try to get the points down somewhat. But I, I don't know. Kansas City has a tendency to play down to their opponents, and that's what I'm concerned about with this game against the Texans. And then you follow it up with the fact that Houston just about got the Cowboys on the road a week ago. They're back at home. I don't know much about him other than I know Lovey Smith has talked about how he's not going to reveal his quarterback plans for this weekend. And their stud rookie running back Damian Pierce is out for this week. Um, but other than that, I don't know much about the Texans, but I know a lot about the Chiefs. And I know about what happens when they play poor opponents. 14 is a lot of points. I think I'm going to take the Texans. And I'll go ahead and take the points. Atta boy. Atta boy. I'm, I'm going to let you have that island. I'm going to take the Chiefs, too. But, yeah, I don't think any right. of us love it. I, I, yeah. I don't, I, I'm also staying away from this, too. I, I can't remember the last time in the NFL I actually had much interest in betting a line this big. Um, I don't even like doing it in college that much, let alone the NFL. So I, I'll take the Chiefs because I don't think either side's particularly awesome here, and, and I do think the Chiefs – 
have one of those blowouts in them. So I'll take the Chiefs. All right, Bengals and Bucks. I'll start us off here. Been a lot of talk about you know Joe Burrow and Tom Brady and all that stuff. I I think that the Bengals aren't terribly interested in all that. It doesn't sound like. But the Bengals are hot. The Bucks are not. Uh, three and a half. The way that both of these teams are headed right now, I don't know if. Tampa can just keep losing and still find their way in, but they're going to try real hard because the Bengals are going to beat them this week, and I think they can cover three and a half. Paul? Well, I, I'm fascinated by this game because, you know, one of these teams has one of the top, you know, three, four, five, you know, quarterbacks in the entire NFL. Oh, no, I'm not talking about Tom Brady. That's not who I'm talking about. So I like the Bengals on, on this. Uh, on this, You know, the Bengals, I think, have not gotten the loving they deserve. But the Bengals could be one of those teams that shows up in in uh, in the Super Bowl. Wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to go ahead and take the Bengals. I think they cover easily with with the uh, four points, or well, I should say three and a half points. I'll take the Bengals. Tommy, you make it a sweep. You can take that Tom Brady Island. You know, typically I feel like uh, anybody would take a Tom Brady Island, but I'm not going to be that guy. Give me all the Bengals. This line, I'm shocked that it's not a touchdown or more because the Bengals are hot, and like you mentioned, the Buccaneers are not. I'll take the Bengals, and I'll lay the point. Okay, let's go to the last one here. Giants and Commanders. The Commanders are four-and-a-half-point favorites against the Giants at home. This game ended in a tie the last time they played it, uh, which is really interesting. I don't know here. Giants commanders, Tommy, you're up first. Take the first crack at it. Yeah, I'm just kind of looking at this one based on what they did last time they played. And I watched the end of that game, the overtime, where neither team could get on the board and they just kind of kept punting back and forth to one another. The line is bigger than I thought it would be considering they played to a tie last time. Four and a half, knowing that four and a half is a lot of points. So I think I'm going to take the Giants and I'll take the points. Yeah, it's yeah, a tie to four and a half. Paul, you agree? That's that's kind of was my first instinct. I don't know if that's the way I'll go, but I'll let you pick first here. Uh, what do you think? You know something, Tommy makes an interesting point. And Tommy, you you've been uh, I, you've been around enough of your hockey teams with the with the Wichita Thunder to know that distractions bother teams. And I am just stunned at the success that the commanders have had, the Washington commanders have had with regards to all the things that are going on inside the office buildings, inside management, inside ownership, inside the entire organization. And they have played well. That's a good football team. And with that being said, because the commanders have overcome the distractions of this franchise, I think it's a, I think it's one of those things that in the confines of their meeting rooms, they go, we're, we're, we're the only ones that we can count on ourselves, our guys, you guys. I love you guys. Let's play hard. Let's win. And because of that factor, I'm going to go ahead and take the commanders and I'll go ahead and give the four and a half points. Oh my gosh. I don't know what to do with this game. God, I'm going to, I think I'm with Tommy here. I, I, the Good. points in, when they played to a tie, I, I'll, I'll just take the points and I need to make up games on Paul. I don't know what to do with this game. It's a it's a tricky one, so I'll take the four and a half points. Uh, it, it keeps me covered in a close game, which probably would be the way this one plays out again. So that's it. That's our picks. Jad has them written down. Tommy, back to vacation. Uh, enjoy it over there in, in Branson. 
Yeah, thank you, fellas, and uh, have a great weekend. There goes Tommy Castor. There's our picks. If you missed any of them, you can always go back and listen, kfhradio.com. We'll come back. We'll wrap up hour number one, and we'll get to Trey Wingo at the top of the next hour as we roll forward on Sports Daily. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily here on KFH. Glad to have you with us on this Friday edition. We just made some picks. You can go back and uh, listen to those if you choose. 869-1240 is the number to call if you want to get in touch with the program. We'll have Trey Wingo coming up in just a minute in the second segment. Uh, Lots of stuff. One of the things that we'll talk about, Paul, in this next segment, uh, a couple of people have pointed out Fran Fraschilla, the college basketball uh, personality, I guess now at this point, has tweeted out that he's heard some things about NIL, and we'll get into that in the second hour a little bit. I know that's always something you and I like to, to toss around a little bit, go through that a little bit, talk about it as we make our way through the college sports world and the changing landscape that continues to change. Um, so that's coming up in the second hour as well uh so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna take our our hour break here we'll come back trey wingo joins us in the next segment we'll go through some of these nfl storylines always a wealth of knowledge with trey wingo see what he thought last night see what we've learned and how we move forward with it we'll do that we'll get into a little nil talk in the second hour as well jake balbrock and paul savage jad chambers producing for us we'll be back hour number two of sports daily coming right up We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.